you said a phrase that I laughed and I said, I don't think anyone has ever said this phrase in the history of humanity, which was, what What did you say? I said I was ex- excited excited to find a backup podcast in existence. <laughs> which, uh, which I think. You could Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. And with me, uh, I think I think he's still here because it's pretty early in the morning. Are you awake, Persona? <laughs> I'm here, Curtis. It How's is, it going? It is pretty early. Although although I have at least had like a, a third of a very large cup of coffee. I was actually going to ask you because I kind of heard you sipping in the background. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. There you go. Um, you have to do the ah sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I I definitely needed a little cup of. I actually got up. Uh, you you will not believe this. I've been up for two hours. What? Uh, yeah, it's seven a.m. in the morning. I've been up for two hours. I don't know how that happened, but it. it Are it you is, feeling okay? I, I just <laughs> I was so excited about this podcast. Yeah, that was, that's what it was. Yeah, I, well, I I went to bed early because this podcast. I knew this podcast was in the morning, and then I, my body was just like, I think it's time to get up. You so, know, I heard that yeah. when as you get older, that you need less sleep, even less and less sleep. So I don't know. Maybe it's the two you are know, related. I think you just Maybe. made an old joke, but, um, you know. I, I just said as you get older, because I also find that, too, where no matter what time I go to sleep, I always wake up at, like, the same time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think... It's time to bring on the reason that we're up here at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, we have we have our, uh, another guest, and uh, he's been writing for technology companies for about ten years, and he founded his own freelance company, DSR Ghostwriting. His website is DanielRoseHill.co.il, and he's our first backup anorak. And I'm going to let him tell you what that means. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Daniel Rosehill. Thank you very much for having me on, uh, Curtis and Prasanna. Glad to have you here, Daniel. Yeah, we, we are excited. And you are kind of a first for us because most of the people that we've had are either, you know, um, sort of IT people or IT like um, vendor types. You are a user of IT. You do not consider yourself an IT person. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, I think I think that's a fair description. I've kind of always been interested in computers and I got into Linux about 10 years ago and, you know, started playing around with stuff. And I think actually partially that's where my interest in backups comes from, because, you know, with Linux, you kind of assume it's you're going to brick your operating system every two years. Um, so I, I started writing, um, had a brief kind of foray into journalism and writing about crazy non-tech stuff at all. Um, and then gradually got kind of sucked into writing for technology companies in a way that kind of almost felt natural. And uh, now that's pretty much uh, all I do is write for various. Uh, a lot of my writing is ghostwriting. But yeah, that's I, I would agree I am a user. I don't consider myself an IT professional, uh, but I'm certainly very interested in IT and backup. So, yeah, apparently, because in our pre-discussion, you said a phrase that I laughed and I said, I don't think... Anyone has ever said this phrase in the history of humanity, which was, what What did you say? I said I was ex- excited, excited to find a backup podcast in existence. 
I learned it's music I to my I ears. You, I was just going to say, I think you brought tears to Curtis's eyes. <laughs> it is, you know, it's music to my ears, but I, I don't know if anyone has ever said that literally in the history of humanity. So, yeah, so which which brings us to this term backup anorak, which is the term anorak is a, is a, the, is a British slang term, which I, I've literally never heard. So, what, what is what is an anorak? An, an anorak is, is kind of a semi-derogatory term for somebody that has developed a uh, niche interest in a very unusual subject. So, yeah, I mean, coming from Ireland, we use a lot of British English without realizing it. And it's only when I talk to Americans that they say, you know, what the hell is an anorak? So um, a, a, a typical use would be, you know, you'd have your train anoraks, people that sit on the edge of railways and uh, take note of the various trains passing by. And okay. I would put backup anoraks in the same category of of uh, awesomeness as as those people. I I will take, <laughs> I I think yeah. So so you wouldn't be like there there wouldn't be a you, you wouldn't be a travel anorak because that's not a fringe uh, thing or a database anorak. It's only like you know groups that are sort of small and maybe underappreciated by the rest of the world. That's that sound about Databa- right? Database anorak is an edge case, I would say, because it's, it's, also some, <laughs> it's also something boring enough that if you were interested in, you could be called an anorak, but travel, travel, you're right. That wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be used for us. Yeah. Interesting. Um, what, what's funny is I do have a, uh, a friend here in uh, Oceanside, which is a suburb of San Diego. And he is a train anorak. Uh, not only does he have model trains, he has an entire permanently constructed outdoor model train track that goes in and out of his garage and around his front yard. That is crazy. And yes, he's a grown man. Um, <laughs> so, Everyone has their little quirks, Curtis. Yeah, it, it's 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 always a big hit around the holidays and whatnot. He you know he turns it on and he has he's he ha- he has two little they're like doggy doors but they're train doors and the trains have a depot along one wall of his um, of his uh, I almost said station his his garage. By the way, um, Prasanna and I do both work for Druva. This is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. We we we've been back and forth, uh, Daniel, via email, and, and and I'm glad to finally have you on the podcast. And w- one of the things that 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 I think struck my interest, which, which you know, as soon as we begin talking about it, fans of the podcast will know. Oh, there goes Curtis again. Is you were talking about your experience as a user of SaaS services and how many of them that are consumer grade are uh, to, to make up a word unbackupable uh, or at least not not easily backupable uh, and you 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 sent us an email from a tech support conversation that you had had with uh, someone at uh, evernote mm-hmm. you want to tell that story a little bit absolutely sure so um, I did that because I thought it was a, a perfect illustration of something I see you know frequently so um, I guess coming back to being a backup anorak or being a backup enthusiast, it's kind of something always on your mind. So in, you know, in general, I love the cloud. As I've already mentioned, I use Linux and that brings, tends to bring up awkward problems with, you know, sending stuff to Windows users. So I've loved the cloud from as soon as it's been a major thing, uh, you know, back in, uh, in G, uh, Google Apps days before it was called G Suite, right? Um, but the more I put on the cloud, 
Um, every time I evaluate a cloud service, whether that's using something for an application or migrating, you know, finding a new, let's say, accounting platform, the first thing on my evaluation list, and I, I, I mean that it's literally the first thing I look at is, okay, does this company allow you, is there a backup functionality? Can you pull your stuff out of the cloud? Is it periodic? Is it automated? Is it manual? Like what's, what's their backup uh, solution basically? And more more often than not, I, I come up disappointed. It, it's I've actually found it rare rare to find something you know very robust. Yeah, I, I was just going to ask. I know maybe a lot of these companies, instead of backup, they might also consider like an export. Do you also run across that as you're looking at these SaaS applications? So ex- export seems to be the most common. I think since GDPR passed in the EU, which is uh, for anybody that doesn't know this, you know, whole data protection framework, um, it, there's, it's, I've seen it divided into two. On the one hand, you have uh, companies that do export, but even within export, there's very little consistency. For example, if you run an export on your Medium account, and as Curtis said, this is what we're all talking, this is all consumer sphere. Medium just being, you know, a basic blogging platform, uh, they'll send you your a zip file. And if you look into the zip file, you'll notice that the links, it's just got your posts as HTML. But if you look into the HTML, you'll see the images are all tied up in the Medium CDN. So you don't actually get your images out. So there's no consistency. Uh, Twitter actually is pretty good. Twitter gives you your, your tweet media. So when you tweet a photo... Um, and you export a Twitter archive, Twitter will give you not only your tweets and like a JSON file, they'll also give you, you know, JPEGs of whatever you tweeted, if you tweeted videos or pictures. There's really no consistency. Some companies, for example, Reddit and Quora, it's a manual process. So you'll need to literally get onto Reddit support and say, hello, under GDPR, I would like to request an archive of my user data. And, you know, in two days later, you'll get an email saying your uh, archive is ready for So... To, you know, to answer your question, data export sometimes exists, but I've noticed even within that, there's absolutely no, it's just all over the shop at the moment. And especially in terms of backup, right? I'm sure very few of these companies also give you an import functionality where you could take that data and bring it back in case something happened. Right. So, I mean, I guess the the obvious explanation is that it's not generally in the interest of <laughs> these cloud providers to enable portability to different services. So, I've seen import a bit, but um, I know you guys have covered this in a previous in a previous podcast. So I guess export isn't really backup. It's a, you know if you, th- you think about it in backup terms, it's a full backup methodology. You're taking the full file system every time, so even that isn't great. So yeah, I've I've oh, really it, had very limited success yeah, with it, this method. It, it I, I uh, I'm I'm sort of my brain is going around. I I, I would call it backup ish um you know because yes it's going to be a full backup every time um but it it is serving the 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 you know the difference between a backup and an r at least it's it's going to be three two one you know you you can you can make it follow the three two one rule the biggest problem i have with everything you just described is the manual nature of it right um that you know even if you have a website that um, does support a, you know, button to download that data, you, you have to go do that, right? So you have to remember to once in a while, whatever, whatever, as determined by your personal RPO, uh, that would be recovery point objective, how much data you, you decide is okay to lose 
So, you know, once a month, say, you go to Evernote and you want to download their data, um, that that's the biggest problem with what I have there, with, with what I have. And then, and then, you know, you said sometimes it's even more manual where I have to request the export and then, um, you know, you have to come back at some later date, which, by the way, is 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 the way the the Salesforce backup, the the built in Salesforce backup works. It, it's not doesn't require a, a, a Salesforce employee interaction, but you do have to go and request the backup. And then some period of time passes and you get a notification that the backup is available for download. Right. Um, it, it's a lot quicker than a couple of days, like like you mentioned, but it's still this two phase process. And I, mm. I, I that that just sounds horrible to me. Wait, wait, it, isn't Salesforce backup dead? No, 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 no. What I just described is the built in. Okay. You're, ta- you're talking about the Salesforce re- recovery service. OK. And yes, that is indeed dead. That's the the $10,000, you'll get what you get and you don't throw a fit in six weeks. And you'll, you know, it, it was, a, that was a horrible idea when they came up with it. They, they just finally decided that it was a horrible idea and <laughs> they canceled it, but you can still go into the Salesforce GUI and you can, um, you know, you can request to back up your data proactively uh, and, and, and that's a two-step process. So what happened when you reached out to Evernote when they, when they, what did they tell you? So I was, I was using Evernote and I didn't find, you know, any kind of backup, uh, functionality from the web UI. So, um, they don't have a Linux client. So I was like, you know, what am I supposed to do if I want, if let's say I'm putting every little drop of information about my day-to-day life into this thing. How am I going to back that up? And they were like, uh, you know, just use the Windows client. And if you don't, then we don't have that. So mm. um, I did it. I just, just in case anyone is looking for a note client, I found something called Simple Note. And uh, that does have a very simple, you know, whatever client, cross-platform, web UI, you can export to a zip. So I found something, but it's always frustrating to have to look for workarounds when you're just looking for what I think should be a basic, a basic right of everybody using cloud, uh, cloud services. So you you went with Simple Note, which is a competitor to Evernote, because of this concern. Is that is that what I do? Sure. I understand yeah, correctly. Yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely. I won't I won't use any kind of SaaS um, platform that doesn't have a data export functionality. And in I've, I have a GitHub project actually where I've gone through you know everything I use and list their functionality, and I've come across a couple. That just don't have any, and uh, those—that's a deal breaker for me. I'm going to ask the dumb guy in the room question: <laughs> Why, Daniel? Like, why? You know, you have this—you have the data up in these SaaS services. These are companies that you, you know, have entrusted a lot of your data to. Why do you need to then uh, back that up? Sure, sounds so, like a giant I mean, pain. I've listened to I've listened to your episode about why to back up the cloud, which is going to do a much better job at explaining than I can do in, in one minute. But let, let me let me give you my answer from an end user perspective, as you said at the start of the podcast. So I just worry that these things are going to go out of business. I, I've seen it happen. You have hosting companies have lost data. You have SaaS. I'm not sure there's any examples of major SaaS companies that have. Uh, you mentioned Salesforce, I believe, in a previous episode has a. Uh, data loss incident that users had to restore themselves. So this kind of thing happens, and that's basically it. I would just worry if I had everything in Evernote, 
Um, and I would wake up one day to read Google News to see that Evernote has, you know, suffered a ransomware attack or gone out of business and boom, all your data has gone in, uh, in one shot. So that's, that's the reason. No, I think, I think that's, uh, that's perhaps more of a concern in the consumer space than it is in the IT space, right? There, there is, at this point, um, there is. I would say zero chance that Salesforce, for example, is going to go out of business anytime soon. There might be there might be a, an incident, right? Well, there was an incident where right, where Salesforce basically corrupted their own customers' data and then told them to go to restore it. It's the ultimate example of hubris, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then there's been other incidents where people with SaaS have either they, they've done either they've done dumb things. Right, like they've accidentally deleted their own account. That, that right, there, there, there's a there's a Bay Area story of a company that accidentally they meant to delete the test. Uh, they have like a test account and a production account in Google Drive, and they deleted the 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 production account, thus basically deleting their company's entire history, and they had no backup. Right, so th- there are all kinds of things like this that do happen in, in the IT space. In the consumer space, I, I don't think. I mean, we can't get we can't get people to think about backing up their laptop, right? Mm. Um, well, and, I remember. Go, go, go ahead. Go. No, go ahead. Yeah, it's all right. I, I remember when we had the conversation. What a couple of months ago, right? When we were talking mm-hmm. about Gmail, and you're like, "I don't really download my emails." Yeah, right? I well, be, well, because I don't, I don't attach any value to those to the data that's in gmail right um which and then and then i said that i remember yeah. said that. i remember and saying then you that f- and, and then you did things right and then i said you know what i actually do attach some value it's it's more than zero and so i i found a service that will synchronize gmail for free to my um laptop which then gets uh backed up of course mm. so what evernote told you was either you can you know, download and export, which is a full backup, or you can use the Windows client, right? The export's only available from the Windows client. So in other words, not using Windows, oh. the web, right? The web UI doesn't have one. So I was like, well, you know, I could spin up a virtual machine and do it, but whatever. I'm just going to find something better, basically. Oh, that is really shocking um, because I, I thought when I, when I first read it, because because it's a synchronization client, right? Like, uh, let's say Dropbox, right? It's basically a Dropbox, but for notes. Um, Because it's that synchronization client, I would think that one option would be to back up the local cache of your data, right? So if you want to back up Dropbox, you don't have to back up Dropbox the service. You can back up Dropbox the locally. In fact, that, that's what I would want you to back up is the local uh, data that you've actually created because you can't necessarily trust that Dropbox or OneDrive uh, or G Drive has done the proper synchronization to the cloud, right? Um, except in this case, you're probably, when you're creating, when you were creating one, um, uh, crap, what's the name Evernote. of the thing? Yeah, when you, <laughs> when you were creating Evernote notes, were you doing? You were doing it in the web client because you had no choice, right? Yeah, exactly. Or doing it from Android as well. So they have instructions for Windows and Mac actually, and it's as as you said, what their what their official recommendation is is just you know back up your cache, back up your local copy, and yeah. you know that'll yeah. that'll do. And it's kind of just like this 
assumption that that will work for everybody when, um, you know, I mean, judging, judging by the fact that so many companies do this, they could build that feature into the web UI. And I, I don't think it makes sense to do backups on the, from, you know, on the client side like that. But that's, that's you know, and you, you, you'll you usually also see, for example, Asana is another good example. Asana, the project management software, you'll, you'll, you'll see the community forums and there it always gives me encouragement that I'm not the only backup anorak out there because you will see people, you know, on the forum saying, hey, how do I, how do I back my stuff up? And it's the same kind of situation. They give you this workaround. Well, if you do it by project, you can export the project to a JSON um, and then my backup brain starts saying, but hang on, that's a JSON, but wait, where is, is that going to get the images, the subtasks? Like, you know, what's, what is going to be in that? So mm-hmm. it's in, incomplete, incomplete. Not to, not to mention that the idea of creating a, a, a separate export for each project sounds <laughs> beyond <Bonkers>. complicated. The, <laughs> yeah, biggest, right. the biggest problem, Curtis, is exactly as you said. It's, I, I have, it, my system is, is horrible, but it's the best I can do. I have a Google calendar called my backup calendar. I literally set recurrent events, you know, backup uh, GitHub, backup Reddit, backup Quora. And that's a horrible system because, you know, the backups only work well if you, if you don't have to think about them, right? If they're automated. So, you know, I could be sitting on a beach and I see it's my backup day. I'm not going to get out my laptop and and start backing up my GitHub. That's you know I'm 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 not, I'm not that much of an anorak, right? So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't. Um, and that's that's what I said to you in my email. I've seen these services, you know, MSPs. I've seen these SaaS solutions themselves that actually do the kind of stuff you're talking about. They'll automate automatically back stuff up. But there is a lot that I've just come to the conclusion is as as I said to you, unbackupable. Or if you can back it up, and I put G Suite in that category, um, it doesn't really work that well because G Suite, for example, uh, they, you know Google Takeout is not really a backup tool. It's it's if you have a lot of stuff on YouTube, that's it just it's massive, and it's a full right. backup. And there are stuff like spanning and these third party tools that will back up parts of your Google ecosystem, but not not the whole ecosystem. So there's just yeah, huge so- chunks of your data that there's no way you can back it up uh, programmatically automatically recurrently so let's talk about so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about these these services because there are so many right there there are just hundreds of these services i'm gonna put them into i think two very broad categories one is i'm going to create data on my thing my phone my laptop my tablet my local device right and 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 by create data um, I mean, I'm going to take photos. I'm going to write notes in Evernote. I'm going to, um, uh, for example, I'm going to this podcast. I will download, um, you know, w- when this podcast is done, it, w- it will be local wave files on my laptop, which I will then edit with Audible, which then creates new content, right? It creates the actual published um, version of the show, which then will be an MP3 on my laptop hard drive. Well, it's not a hard drive. It's an SSD, but anyway, and and then I'm going to upload that to SoundCloud, right? So that's, um, my, my point is there's a bunch of services that are storing essentially copies, either synchronized copies or copies that you upload to them of data that you created and stored locally. 
And then there are services like Salesforce is a good example, but I need a, I need a consumer example. Um, well, Google, well, not, not G drive, G drive. So Gmail, there, there are plenty of services that you use as a SaaS service and you create the data in the cloud and it's, it's never under normal circumstances, never going to be down on your laptop or phone or whatever. And then I'd say there's a hybrid and, and I think Evernote is an example of a hybrid, right? Where mm. you can create data in the cloud. Uh, you can, right? Can you create data in Evernote? Like, yeah, you can do it for, yeah. Directly. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Mm-hmm. And, and you can create it in a variety of clients, apparently just not on Linux. Um, <laughs> there is it the usual, there's like some, you know, a couple of uh, community projects, but they, yeah, they don't have an official client for Linux at the moment. Gotcha. Um, and, and so how, what do, what do you guys think of that of that split? I think that makes sense, especially like as I was as you were talking about that, that third category of sort of, OK, here is data that is kind of a hybrid. If I think about like an iCloud example, that's kind of what pops to mind. It's a synchronizing service where you do have things local and remote. The right. second one that you talked about where it's all just kind of in the cloud. Uh-huh. I think people like that model because like. I love Gmail because I could log in on my phone or my laptop mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I get mm-hmm. exactly what I need without having to worry about how do I synchronize these. And yeah. uh, but I, I think people don't realize that, hey, the benefit of that is everything synchronized. The downside is you don't actually have your data. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I just I just wanted to, to. So if we're OK with those categories, we can talk about ways to back up uh, because Category one and three, I see from a backup perspective, essentially the same in that if I have local versions of the data, that's where I would focus my backup attention, right? I would, um, and, and, and Daniel, in your case, this would have been, uh, assuming you had, like in the case of Evernote, assuming you had an Evernote client, that's where I would be backing it up, right? Uh, I would I would always back up where I'm creating the the data, right? Um, so back up your local cache, back up your like in my case the the MP3 files before I upload them to SoundCloud. Um, and there's some SoundCloud customers whose heads just exploded because they're like, I can't believe he's uploading MP3 files. He should be uploading WAV files. He's losing so much audio fidelity, and I'm like, really? Anyway, uh, sorry, I, I I digress. Where what was I talking about? Oh yeah, so that's. That's that. But then the second group, which I think, Daniel, is where where your attention has been focused. It's like if you um, if I can only get the data and use the data and create the data in the cloud, how do I get the data out of your cloud so that I can conform to the three, two, one rule? Does that seem valid? That's pretty much it. And there's one one more case to add to your list and that I can think okay. of anyway. And that's, for example, I use pCloud, which is like, you know, one of the cloud storage providers. Um, I only use it because they have a good Linux client, but they have this weird system. I don't know exactly how it works. You mount, they have a little client and that mounts the, you know, your remote file system. So if I do a cold backup, so if I'm doing a full disk backup with something like Clonezilla, um, I won't get that there is no local cache that gets included in the backup. I think that might be maybe in a, a very, very small category. But yeah, I, I really like your categorization. Um, and I would just say that uh, there is so wh- but th- there's, you, a, there's a lot in the cloud. Cons- so, so you're saying that, that 
that um, the thing that you're talking about, that local mounted option, it's not actually cached. It's just a, it's a, like a fused client that exactly. makes it look like it's a local drive. Exactly. And I mean, I, yeah. I can't think of other situations where you might have, uh, you know, NAS mounted or stuff like yep. that or, or even FTP. So yeah, it, it, uh, the, exactly. It, look, it looks and feels like a local file system, but it's not actually there. That's actually, uh, that's actually really, that actually, I would call that a fourth client. So it, or a fourth category in that it kind of looks like the third category, but it's not <laughs> right. Um, so for example, um, backup central, uh, when I back up, I back up backup central using the included. So I, I, the behind backup central is a hosted web service and it happens to be based on cPanel. cPanel supports backing up, um, your data every day. And then it, uh, can his, it used to be that it was only locally. And I used to have to use an rsync client to get it out, you know, to get the zip file out of there, but they started adding the ability to copy to S3, right? So I can copy to S3. They don't support copying to uh, Google Drive, but I was able to um, install a Linux Fuse client so that Google Drive looks like a mounted um, file system inside my Linux web server so that I can actually, uh, I'm actually backing up Backup Central both to S3 and to Google Drive via what the same kind of system that you just described. Nice, you're, you're, you're giving away a lot of uh, clues there, Curtis, about, about your uh, behind the scene operation. I'm fine with that. There was a time when Backup Central was first alive, which for the record is now over 20 years ago, amazingly. And I didn't do that, right? I, it never occurred to me. Practice what you preach. Yeah, well, well, I I don't even know if I was preaching it back then, right? <laughs> I, you know, I I was new to backup as well at you know at the time, and the idea, I, I think I think that was back when I started saying, okay, I need to get this data out of the server that I'm backing up, right? I think back then the configuration that I had actually had two hard drives, and so the the second hard drive was where backups were stored, but um. Uh, but still, you know, as I now know, that hard drive is, you know, in the fire zone. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that was still not a good design, although at the time it was it was better than what I thought my options were. Um, so what what do you think, Daniel, of that idea of, again, given the fact that you setting aside your particular proclivities towards Linux, um, what do you think of the, the first and third categories, this idea of backing up the data locally um, or, or, or from the local cache. How, yeah. How I, mean, I think, the way you I think, I, th I think, I think it makes a, a ton of sense. Um, I think your, your categorization makes sense as well. So I guess the only question I have left is, uh, is uh, what, what to do about the stuff in the cloud, you know? The problem is there is no one answer for that. What it sounds like what you've done and, and you said you've got a GitHub project where you, where you've sort of explained this or something that you pretty the, much, the I mean, it, 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 it's just, it's actually documentation that I kind of did for my own use. Sure. It's uh, Daniel Rosehill JLM on GitHub. And yeah, I have a cloud backup approaches project where I just literally went around taking screenshots of, you know, this is how you do your backup in LastPass. And again, sorry, I'm using the word 
back up slightly incorrectly, back, back up issues you call this. In this context, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I went through each, and as I said, I uncovered um, a couple of uh, shockers that uh, there is no there is no even data export. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the purpose was for this, other than to just kind of do a survey of what's out there. And was it a cathartic, as, as I said, it a cathartic exercise? Uh, <laughs> It was, it was, I mean, it was interesting because yes, it was interesting just to see that there really is no uh, consistency. And as I said, it, I had to write this whole um, email to, to yourself and Prasanna to say, you know, as I said, I'm not an IT expert. I'm like, is it just me or is, is, is it really the case that there is no good way to back up an awful lot of stuff that, you know, people, millions of people around the world are putting must be, you know, petabytes of data up to the cloud every day, and there just is no backup approach. And that to me seemed pretty crazy, but, uh, you know, I think it's, it, it is what it is. No, it's not just you. Um, and in addition to that, there are plenty of cloud services like Microsoft 365, G Suite, Salesforce, et cetera, where there are uh, even commercial backup options, um, you know, Druva being one of them, but but then we have to we have to convince people that this is important, right? And so you're you're the complete opposite of what we what we often encounter. They're like, I don't understand. I'm I'm giving money to Microsoft. I have you know the E5 level. Surely there's backup included, and we're like, no, no, there's not. Um, and so so the 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 problem. I, I think the reason why the problem that you describe exists is that most people are not backup anoraks, right? Most people right. don't think about backup. Um, and, and I'll be honest, you know, many of the cloud services that I use, the SaaS services that I use, um, I would, I, I guess maybe it's because backup is always in the, in the back of my mind. If I had a cloud service, that was the, where I was actually creating data that I valued. I just wouldn't think to store anything of value in a cloud service that, um, you know, that I, uh, that I can't back up. Right. So I, I would always think, so I'm thinking of, let's say, um, you know, like a, a photo site or something like that, where you're storing data that you really, uh, find important. Um, <clears throat> I, I actually, um, I, I I am in the process of trying to figure out a good way to back up uh, iCloud. So I have a question for you, Curtis. So you're in the middle of writing a book, your next book. Yes, I am. And mm -hmm. you're using what software? Google are Drive. You, okay. So are you backing that up? Because that's important to you. That, that Because that's important to you, right? Just going back to what's important. And so, yeah, uh, of course I'm backing that up. Um no, I'm. I, I mean, I'm. I'm backing it up in the same. I, I'm doing the same thing that um, Daniel has been doing, right? So I'm. I'm periodically copying the copies the of that book, laptop. right? Because because I am a huge, um, you know, Google Docs anorak, uh, if I <laughs> to use that term, um, because I'm a huge fan of the collaborative nature of Google Docs. And, and I don't want to do what I'm doing right now in any different way other than that. So I'm willing to live with the, um, the risk that I might lose. Uh, and, and, and since I am writing at such a pace, Daniel, I, I am currently writing my fourth book. Oh, congratulations. 
way ahead of schedule. Um, I was supposed to turn on my first two chapters by um, October, and I am close to being. I'm I'm at about ninety percent. I've been writing at a at a furious pace, and um, and and I'm using the the collaborative uh, nature of of Google Docs to allow basically people around the world with various sorry uh, various time zones right so i have i have everything from australia to israel uh people that are um covering and i think a few in india that are editing it and i get notifications around the clock that you know prasanna has looked at this chapter and has made a suggestion right and but that is a perfect example if i wanted to back up google docs the way to do that i would think would be to use g drive cuz g drive you can have a local G Drive client and you can synchronize Google Docs down to your laptop and then you can back it up from there. That is an imperfect method. But it's automated though in that case, right? But it is automated. So I would it violates another rule of mine, which is <clears throat> back up the data where it's created, because I don't I don't trust the synchronization process from a backup perspective, right? Sometimes it's a synchronization process that, that screws up the file. And, you know, and I, 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 I want to be able to restore it where I created, I, I have to pick the- You're doing trade-offs, right? I'm doing trade-off, right? And I prefer the automate, I much prefer the automated flawed method to the manual flawed, <laughs> to the manual Come flawed on, method. Curtis, I can call you every hour and remind you, please make sure you back up your files. Please make sure you back up your files. I mean, I've I've kind of come to the same conclusion, Curtis. So actually, Synology has a. This is not a plug for Synology, but they have a beautiful client for this. So I got a Synology NAS a few months ago, and they have this uh, program in their software, which is called DSM, and the it's called CloudSync, and it basically does this every midnight. It you know pulls down my Google Drive, so that would if I was also writing a book, that would pull down my you know book and the RPO as 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 you called it. Am I am I using that right? The RPO. Yes, RPO. The RPO would be, let's say, 24 hours in that case, right? So that to me would be like just about enough that if I were to lose a day, I wouldn't like, you know, be, I'd just be banging my head against a desk three times instead of 100 times. So there is that, but that requires you having a uh, Synology NAS. But I, I've basically come to the same conclusion um, or, you know, that, that you're describing in that I've done these Google takeouts and then that gets, that's not even getting me to three, two, one because it's just creating an onsite copy. Then I need to try figure out a way to get that up to the another cloud over my uh, three megabit per second upload speed, uh, which is which is uh, not fun. Um, but I've just come to the conclusion as well. I'm creating so much content. Yesterday I created a Google Map. Uh, you know, I put a video up on YouTube, and I don't have to think about this stuff on an ongoing basis. So. I just do as, as as you you know it's an it's a manual process for me running this Google takeout, but I do it every one month, and that to me is not an acceptable RPO. I would be very mm. I would lose a lot of data uh, if I lost a month, but I have to weigh that against the risk. And I know in you know cloud computing, the risk is probably all on my side. The risk of Google losing stuff or Google going into business is probably infinite, infinitesimally small. The bigger risk is probably what you what you mentioned earlier accidental deletion, programmatic deletion through uh, integrations that I have. And mm -hmm. it, you know, it hasn't really happened. I've seen it happen to other people. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe let's say less tech savvy people who uh, 
almost deleted an entire Google Drive, but it hasn't really happened to me. I haven't lost much cloud data here and there, you know, a little bit. Well, it's going but... to happen to you now, but um, <laughs> because you said that. I yeah, would still I, love, I, I mean, I, I, dream, I dream of some kind of system that just basically pulls in all your SaaS data automatically as you sleep and dumps it onto some server. But until that, uh, until, until some entrepreneurs, hint, hint, please make that product, uh, do that for consumer SaaS. And as you said, it exists for G Suite is pretty well covered, 365, Oracle, all the big enterprise stuff. But for a consumer, um, I think the only option at the moment is to kind of put our trust in these people, uh, the people you know, running these companies. You know, the, it's interesting that you mentioned that because the first sort of SaaS backup service that I remember hearing was actually one aimed at backing up uh, Gmail right? Like the consumer grade Gmail. Uh, and, and it wasn't, and, and then they, they, they actually sort of expanded into the, into the um, commercial space. And I think the reason that they did that was that it, it's really hard to sell. It's hard enough to sell backup SaaS backup services to enterprise clients. It's really hard to find people that have the concern that you have for their, right. their data integrity. So um, yeah, I, 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 when I think about the synchronization, when you were talking about you know, it's more likely that you mess up your own data. I, I go back to a Salesforce thing that I did. I had this, um, I had this uh, process. I'm trying to remember what it was we had. Oh, I remember we had this. Um, we we discovered that we had we had a bunch of duplicates in our Salesforce uh, leads database or uh, leads object. I guess would be the proper term in Salesforce. And I had I I, I employed a bunch of. Um, teenagers, which were, uh, cause I had millions of records and because the process, the duplicate uh, finder service that I purchased required a human being to look at the matches and go, yes, 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 yes. And, and either merge them or delete them. And so I hired, you know, a group of teenagers, which were basically my kids and their friends to, to do this. And this was going on for, it was going on for a long time and, uh, or what I felt was a long time. And how, what kind of progress? And I looked at the progress and it was like nothing had happened. So it was a synchronization between Salesforce and a marketing automation platform. And that synchronization <clears throat> was clobbering the changes. So oh. we, we had a, we had a two way. <laughs> we had we had two services, one that was deleting the duplicates and one that was putting them back <laughs> every oh, single day. But the thing is that, I mean, that's, that, that can, that's, that's a, such an easy thing to happen, right? You have stuff like Zapier, IFTTT, even in the consumer realm, that's just, you know, moving stuff very easily between two different cloud providers. And I know you guys have talked about ransomware as I think you see this as the upcoming backup threat, right? Yeah. So, you know, that yeah. could easily, you could have local ransomware, it could propagate up to the cloud, spread to another cloud through, you know, you can think about all these crazy scenarios that keep backup anoraks tossing and turning at night. Um, and I, I, I guess the, I guess the, we just have to live, live with this, uh, uncomfortable reality that it, it could happen to probably a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we're going to end the podcast on a, on a depressing note. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think persona? I bet that that's okay. Just, I think it's, I think the takeaway though, is even if you are using some of these consumer SaaS applications, you should probably be thinking about how valuable is this data for me? And if it is valuable, how can I make sure that I have a copy or a at backup least, or export or something? something? Yeah. Something, right? That you don't lose. Um, and, 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 and by the way, um, 
Daniel, what was the name of the GitHub project again? Oh, sure. Yeah, it's uh, Git- my GitHub username is uh, Daniel Rosell JLM. JLM is, you know, just uh, short for where I'm living. So uh, if you Google, there's a project in that called Cloud Backup Approaches. And I think I was actually just going to interject and say maybe I think why, you know, both the two of you have kind of helped me to see is that the risk is pretty small overall. And maybe if people, fellow backup anoraks, really want to go that extra mile, this is, you know, doing what I do every three months, uh, I have my own checklist and you can check out the documentation. I think that's probably more than enough for most people using consumer SaaS or that, that would be my feeling. How do you guys feel about that? No, I think it's great. I, I assume you're 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 welcome to people joining your GitHub project and posting other ways to back up other SaaS services or other ways to back up the ones that you currently have. Sure, anybody's welcome to fork the project, and uh, yeah, that would be really awesome if people you know added their own because uh, you know I, I'm sure that the SaaS I have up there is just a small portion of SaaS, and other people have. Uh, I hope actually this podcast, if if other backup anoraks. Uh, um, I, this is this is probably is uh, the best place to find them, right? So, uh, yeah, that's the project Cloud Backups, and uh, it's it's been forked once, which was uh, one more time than I was expecting. So, if anybody wants to <laughs> con- con- tr- continue continue the the contributions, I mean that's 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 the whole idea of open source and GitHub, right? So that would be that would be really awesome. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Daniel, for uh, coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Curtis and Prasanna. Thank you, Daniel. It's always a pleasure. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners uh, listening to, I think, a bit of a unique podcast this week talking about consumer uh, problems backing up uh, their SaaS services. Make sure to subscribe so that you can restore it all. System isn't worth a spit. Finally, I needed your backup. You had a chance to fix it, instead, it's all jacked up. See how I'll write on Facebook about you. Don't underestimate the things that I will do. There was a file, but I deleted it. Too bad your backup system isn't worth a spit.
once it'll be completely done maybe 